Warning, we're not medical professionals. We're just two gross weirdos fascinated by bodily functions who read too much WebMD. This podcast will contain some pretty gross content, so listen at your own risk. Is it bleeding? Is it bruising? Is it spreading? Is it oozing? Gross! Fun! Cast! Pimple poppers. <laughs> Gross. Bud. <laughs> Cast. <laughs> Gross podcast. <laughs> I'm Katie. I'm Jessica. And today we have uh, my coworker and friend, Angela. <laughs> Hello. And Angela is here to talk about, well, to give us a survey of the wonderful world of gross body social media channels and tell us all about things that I refuse to watch. How's your body doing this week, Jessica? Um, I wore a leotard yesterday that was a thong <laughs> and I never wear thongs. And I feel like it kind of, like, chafed in the middle of my butt. Um, And I also feel like pooping is always an emergency when you're wearing a thong. Or at least, like, it is to me. It just, like, feels more like your butt is just spread open a little bit more. Do you just, like, pull the thong over to the bathroom? Though I could. Yeah. I used to do that with swimsuits. (laughs) But, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so I got a little butt chafing. But other than that, I'm pretty good. Yeah. How are you? Um, I'm pretty good this week, too, I think. I had a really rough week at work, so I think, like, all my body concerns just kind of got pushed to the back burner, and I'll probably start thinking about those in, like, two days. How's your body, Angela? Um, this morning I realized I had a cyst on the back of my ear, and I'm excited to pop it. (laughs) Also, I have had this pimple between my butt cheeks. Um, (laughs) that I have a really hard time not picking at. Um, So um, that's really what's going on right now. That's great. Yeah, butt pimples. Butt pimples. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping it doesn't leave a scar, but... Uh, How would you know it's on your butt? Well, sometimes I look at my butt in the mirror just Mm. to see how it's doing. Yeah. I don't don't look at my butt that... I did yesterday because I was wearing a thong. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is weird. (laughs) I look at my butt sometimes. I always forget because there's a tattoo on my butt. Yeah. So if I, like, happen to be, like, turning around quickly in the mirror or something, I'm like, wait, what's that on my butt? (laughs) I forget. It's there. (laughs) And then I have to admire it for a moment when I remember it. You should tell our, like, four-person audience what your butt tattoo is. Um, I have a tattoo on my butt that is a a picture of the Ebola virus. (laughs) (laughs) It's a stick and poke that my friend Ariel did, and the design lent itself very well to stick and poke. Um, And I mostly got it because of the movie Outbreak, because I love it. And also, just like a deeper uh, reverence for Mother Nature and what will probably be be the end of the human race and like a reset for the Earth, but um, truth, I don't know. We should probably do an Ebola episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's on the list. Yeah, yeah. I love evil. 
<laughs> I love thinking about plagues in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was this uh, cults podcast that I was listening to. Do you listen to that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they did one. I'm totally forgetting the name of the cult um, and the person that, that led the cult. But they uh, had this slogan of save the earth, kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know which one that is, but it sounds familiar. (laughs) On a note of our uh, very small yet dedicated audience, um, I I wanted to say this last time and I forgot that I wanted to say thank you to all the people who had said really nice things to oh, us. Yeah. Um, especially Anna, our personal trainer, and um, <laughs> and uh, Meryl, our other co-worker, um, said really, really nice things about our podcast. So um, maybe We weren't I'm... expecting that at all. <laughs> we, I, ju- I just thought like, oh, we're going to sit down and talk about some gross stuff and like maybe our friends will be tolerant of that but um thanks for making us feel special and like we're doing something more than we set out to do yeah comment rate subscribe (laughs) (laughs) jk but i'm trying to get us on itunes but seriously but but share it with your friends so that we can do this for money uh yeah Yeah. we really want that pee underwear sponsorship yeah yeah thanks because i just want want a think sponsorship and a sea pearls sponsorship yeah i want and a squatty potty one that would be be a good good. one oh i want one so bad if anyone has a squatty potty hookup please let us know they're 24 dollars. can we get them cheaper (laughs) (laughs) we will try the squatty potty and do a review oh i have one I'll bring it over. No, we want them to send us one. Send us one. (laughs) I'm not part of this on a regular basis, so (laughs) goodbye. (laughs) Okay, Angela, tell us about the internet. Okay, so I have been sucked into the world of YouTube videos. Um, It started off with earwax removal. I'm not really sure how I got into it, but I was really curious about how the earwax removal went. Um, There's lots of different ways to remove earwax, it turns out. Um, But we'll talk about that in a little bit. (laughs) So I have been watching. um, I've started off with the earwax. um, Then I saw one where this person is getting um, a cyst removed. It was a 20-year-old cyst. And they had to um, – it was on a man's back. They named it George. <laughs> um, and so they cut it open. And I have never seen so much gunk getting removed from somebody's body as I did in that 20-minute removal video. Um, <laughs> so from there, it just just got down deeper and deeper into the hole. And now I subscribe to probably 20 different channels. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I watch pop, uh, videos every night before I go to bed. It actually helps relax me. (laughs) Um, and my poor husband is very grossed out by what I do. And I am like underneath the covers at night, like watching them, like some crazy person. However, I'm not alone. I, I subscribe to one channel. Most people have are starting to hear more about her due to BuzzFeed. Dr. Pimple Popper. Dr. Pimple Popper. Dr. Sandra Lee. Um, ha, I started when she had 100,000 sus- subscribers. Now she has over 3 million and she has a TV show. And she really, <laughs> um, on TLC, she really covers the whole gamut of um, pimples and cysts 
and all of that stuff. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what I have seen on her channel. What really <laughs> got me hooked was this man. Um, they called him Mr. Wilson because he looked like Mr. Wilson from the movie Dennis the Menace. Uh. Um I was, at first I was like, wait, you mean like Wilson from Home Improvement? Like, oh, he he in, c- invisible? Or like you don't see his <laughs> yeah. whole face? <laughs> that could have been actually, now that I think about it. Um, so he had some just basic, uh, what we call blackheads. So what um, they're actually called is comedones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a closed hair follicle that's in the skin. A comedone can be a what we call a blackhead, which is basically an open pore. And the reason why it's black is because it has hit oxygen and it's become oxidized. Oh. Like all the minerals that are trapped in there. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Um, so then the other one is the white head, in which the difference is that it has not been exposed to oxygen. So it's not oxidized. Basically, it's keratin, which is skin debris, is combined with oil, blocks the follicle, and that's how they form. So comedones... There are a couple different ways to remove them. There's like the pinching of the skin, what they tell you not to do, but they have these things called comedone extractors. Um, they and work. They work wonders. I have three different kinds. <laughs> are they different than like Biore strips? Yes, they are different from Biore strips. Um, and I'll explain why they're better. Okay. Uh, so with Biore, stri- Biore strips, for those who have never used them, basically it's this strip weren't it's like a sticker that you (laughs) put on your nose yeah wet and then it dries and you're supposed to be able to peel it off and it'll come off with like all your blackheads and stuff stuck to it and if you're a teenager in the 2000s (laughs) it was uh, real popular had to use that i have a box in my drawer in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) what's becoming more popular nowadays are charcoal mask Mm -hmm. removals but so with the biore strips what they're actually pulling out is not the comedones they're really pulling out sebaceous filaments Mm -hmm. which are different Hmm. Uh, this is what i want to know more about because i feel like i get some rather large sebaceous filaments that i want to squeeze out like blackheads and stuff but apparently they're not bad for you but i also feel really like queasy about leaving such large things like in my skin yeah like i have big pores so i get a lot of these i also get a lot of these too so um a spacious filament is a tiny collection of sebum which is the oil on your face and dead skin skin cells around the hair follicle and they are totally normal we all have them you can remove them there's no harm in doing that i know that i would do that myself um (laughs) but they are not blackheads. Um, there's not bacteria in them. And so when you are pulling with the Biore strips, when you're pulling them out of your face, you're basically just pulling out like the natural oils that your face develops. So does that then give you worse acne? Um, well, the the oil that's in there ha- like has already been excreted and spread across your skin and then it just kind of gets like collected inside yeah. of these pores mm-hmm. so you're not like preventing that oil from making it to your face it's already done its job i guess mm-hmm. but you know you can like get worse acne if you dry out your skin um it can inflame it so yeah. really people that have lots of acne should really moisturize their face that's mm-hmm. really what is so there's a combination of having the acne 
the acne bacteria in your skin, then when it's dry, it gets more inflamed and that's why it's really red. Mm -hmm. So some people are like, oh no, I'm so oily. Well, and then they stop moisturizing, but really you need that oil for your face. And then like when you, if you stop moisturizing, your face kind of freaks out and it is like, I'm so dry. I have to produce like way more mm -hmm, oil than normal. mm -hmm, And it, mm -hmm. it keeps going in that cycle. So by actually moisturizing it, you're telling your face that it, it needs to produce less oil because you've got it covered. One thing that Dr. Pimple Popper, she talks about is it's okay to naturally remove or to remove these things on your face, but not to the point where it's causing you damage. Yeah. Um, so like excessive push, um, like picking or like you know, trying to remove everything from your face every single day is just going to cause more damage. Yeah. Um, so Also, like, you would have to not have a job or something. Yeah. Because there's so much <laughs> shit in your face. Yeah. <laughs> and so with the comedone extractor, it's about six inches long. It has two little loops at the end, and you basically just press down on your face around, mm. the, co- around the pore, and you push out what it is and it's supposed to help you so that way you're not like stretching your skin or Mm -hmm. you know pushing really really hard on it to get it out and if you can't press it if you can't get it out that way it's not ready yeah um so they really when they say you know you have to wait for it to be ready or the white head to really show up and there are some things in your face that you can't you honestly cannot remove unless you um puncture it with um like a needle or a scalpel. So one thing that like cystic acne. Cystic acne. Yeah. Um so you can press all you want, but you're just going to cause damage on it. Yeah. And the <laughs> thing with <laughs> with cystic acne and with cysts in general, what happens is it in like it has a wall. Mm-hmm. And if you don't remove all of the wall when you get it when you're extracting it from your face, it's just going to come right back. It's like the, the sack yeah, sack. That's how, sack. So, like, if you're popping a zit, you you kind of have to like pop it once, and that'll spill the, the guts out of it. Yeah, <laughs> and then you almost have to like pop it again to get the little sack out because yeah. that sack will produce more mm-hmm. guts. Yep. Yeah. So that's why if you you can pop a zit like every day over and over, and if you don't get that little sack, that like wall of the cyst out, it'll just keep reproducing things. Yeah, and so some things that I see um, on Dr. Pimple Popper are people who have this cystic acne or have these cysts on their body, and they haven't um, gotten a, they haven't room, they've popped it in the past or they've drained it in the past. Maybe they've done it themselves, or maybe they've done it with a doctor, but because they didn't get the cyst or the cyst wall out, the sac it just comes back, and then oftentimes it can get inflamed, and that's when like pus starts to come because. When it's healthy, when it's a healthy sack, um, <laughs> or like the, when it's not inflamed or infected, it should look like cottage cheese when it comes out. It's like Ugh. white. Ugh. Um, and basically what's inside of your skin is called keratin, which is, you know, your skin cells. So you can have, when it has that cheesy consistency, it's because they're it's wet skin cells. Um, and and P- Dr. Pimple Popper, she, when she pulls out the sack, 
she'll show you um, and show people. And sometimes they're very fibrous, so they're really hard to, um, they're very easy to pull apart. Um, but there's other ones in which she can pull it and it, they're really hard. Ugh. Yeah. Or she'll kind of have to like cut them away from the tissue mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. order to get them out. Yeah. So one thing that's on your skin that we think is, that you could have on your skin that we think of as whiteheads is actually called milia. So it's underneath your skin. It's like a, like a, a superficial cyst and they're often white. A pearl. You were going to say it's like a pearl. Like a pearl. Yeah. Yeah. Are these the little keratin buildups that you can have? Cause I get these. Yeah. Um, my husband has one on his nose and I want (laughs) to puncture it so bad and get it out. But since I'm not a professional, it's not recommended. Plus, I don't want to cause any, like, other damage. Oh, man. I pop these out all the time. Oh, yeah. I, I I used to get them a lot worse on my face, like, mm-hmm. around my eyes. But I get a lot of them on my, like, upper oh, arms yeah. and shoulders oh. and on my hips and thighs oh, and butt. gets those. I mean, yeah. he doesn't mm-hmm. want me to say that. But. Well, you, I mean, you can, you can pop them out. They, they do kind of pop like a zit. Mm-hmm. And you get this little, like, keratin plug that comes out of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but you can also get rid of them just with, ex- like, regular exfoliation. exfoliation. Um, and so, like, I stopped getting them on my face when I started regularly using a uh, chemical exfoliant. I got a really good BHA exfoliant from Paula's Choice, who I'm super into. Oh, yeah. Um, and that basically made them disappear. Yeah. As well as a lot of my acne, so... Highly recommended. Uh, <laughs> um, Paula, want to be our sponsor? Yes, please. The only time I would not recommend trying to remove it yourself is if it's on your eyes, on your eyelids, or around your eyes, just because yeah. um, your skin is so delicate. It's there. so delicate. Bruising is very, very easy there. And if you are using a sharp object to puncture it and remove it, you could, you know, cause damage if you don't know how like if you go too yeah if you go too deep yeah I, I've done it the, lots of times though yeah <laughs> every time I have like tweezers or something near my eye I'm always just like oh god we live in Washington like, I know. the big one is gonna hit <laughs> like right when I have this tweezer like a quarter inch away from my eyeball and like this is how I'm gonna die in an earthquake wait you can do that but you can't put contacts in yeah <laughs> I make no sense. To I me. got better at the contact. I can, I can do. It takes a lot of struggle, but I can I ha- do it. I have the same thing. The oh, you can't see what I'm doing, like, but I'm like just, twitching my eyeball. It's like yeah. a gag reflex. Like there's a gag reflex, like in my eyelid, and I. It's stronger <laughs> than I am. <laughs> I can't get past it. <laughs> Um, so the most common things that we see on, that I see on Dr. Pimple Popper are pilar cysts, which are typically found in the scalp. Um, so I currently have one right now. It's probably about two millimeters. I think I have Um, one. They're really quite hard. You can't, you can like move them a little bit, but they're not, um, in order to remove them, you need to get them, um, sliced open and popped out. Um, the largest one I've seen is three inches in diameter. Um, and it basically left a like a divot in this person's head. So you can get multiple of one. And essentially it's wet skin cells. And let's say you dye your hair often. Uh, in the pilar cysts, 
the dye will be in there. So Whoa. sometimes what? people... So you can open up a cyst and it'll be, like, purple? Yeah, yes. <gasps> yeah, I've seen one. So, that, like, a person, she dyes her hair black all the time. So the pilar cyst should be white. The skin cells should be white, but then hers were black. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, the other one I see often is a lipoma, which is a collection of fat cells. Um, I watched one in which it was a pound... And no, it was on the back of someone's neck. It looked oh, like a hump. Um, so when they cut it open to remove it, it looks like it's just fat. Yeah. Um, so then they have to cut it out. And she, like, sometimes uses, like, a spoon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, to I'm pull it out. A surgical spoon. to barf. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I don't really like those ones as much. They're not very satisfying to me. Plus, I think the fat cells are pretty gross looking. How does that even happen to somebody? Um, I don't really... I'm not sure about that. Um, I don't know either. But I, there's all kinds of processes in your body that can kind of like glitch out and turn, turn cells into fat. Mm-hmm. I think like one of the things that we had researched before was actually like... Um, like... Uh, fat cells that can turn into cancer cells too and i I think there's like types of cancer specifically that kind of grow like co-grow with fat cells Mm -hmm. but uh i i think that your body also can kind of do that as a response sometimes to different kinds of like uh scar tissue and bone issues where it decides you need like cushioning there Hmm. Um, so it it probably was that this person had some kind of like trauma to that mm-hmm. that part of their back and their neck, and that was just the way that their body decided to respond to it. Um, the lipomas are typically um, found on the trunk or the upper extremities. So you see them a lot in like the arms, on the neck, on the back, um, and they can get quite large. But my favorite thing that I love to watch is called a dilated pore of Weiner. We watched a bunch of these. Jessica, or I watched a bunch of them yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I was sitting on the other side it. of the couch not paying attention. Oh, they looking at your face and enjoying your face. <laughs> so uh, essentially it's just a pore that has been enlarged with debris. Um, it is typically black um, because it's oxidized. It's really like top. a gigantic blackhead. Like a gigantic blackhead. The best one I've seen, um, and the reason I like them so much is because so much can come out of such a small pore. You're just like, (laughs) how is there still stuff coming out? But this gentleman had one. He was probably in his 80s. He had one on his back that must have been there for at least 20 years or longer. On the top, um, it was blackish blue when they took it out because it, the bottom hadn't been exposed it was white and it was hard as a rock like she couldn't <gasps> cut it open and she could like hit it and it would make like a tapping sound Whoa. I love them so much <laughs> I love them so much like I could watch those over and over oh man so Dr. Pamela Popper really is the one if you're just – she has a collection of everything. Um, another person I watch is – her name's Jay. She is from Thailand, and she just really removes really intense acne um, and blackheads and whiteheads. I have noticed that on YouTube, a lot of people that are of Asian heritage, they look like they have little – 
balls. Like they're harder looking. They almost look like little boogers hmm. when they're removed. But I haven't really seen them on people that are being filmed in the United States or that are not like like. And we were talking about this yesterday too. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's a no. it's a, it's a genealogical thing. So like a lot of Asian people tend to have way drier skin just in general. And so like we were watching with the the earwax videos that there's been like research done that Asian people tend to have like way harder, drier earwax. So like they have to have a lot more um, earwax extractions because it's, it's a lot more difficult for them to do at home. So mm-hmm. I think it's some of that same chemistry that causes those like sloughed off cells to be trapped in different ways. Interesting. Yeah, they're really um, crazy. And some of the people that comment on YouTube are really aggressive because mm. the way that this person, Jay, what she does is she trains quite a bit of people, but she's very gentle when she removes it. And mm-hmm. she's also says like, you know, I like to take up to three months to really remove everything. Wow. And um, she puts like a tea tree oil, like yeah. gel on there. But people are like, you need to push harder. <laughs> yeah. um, and are like really aggressive and start arguing with other people about like, you don't empty out the pore, you're gonna cause more damage. But then when she shows it before and after, after it's been several months, the person's face looks great. So she's yeah. doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just all YouTube comments are horrible. Yeah, that's right. true. Um, I'm sure that also has to do with our, like, American, like, desire for instant gratification. I think so. Because even sometimes I don't feel satisfied. Um, (laughs) So that's another thing that I've experienced while watching these is I need to find harder stuff. Um, It started with very, you know, with that earwax. Then I'm like, I need more. I need more. This is like how porn addictions start. Yes. And I'm very aware that, I mean, even with the sleeping, like, under the covers at night, watching it, like, not showing my spouse or, like, being embarrassed to talk about it. um, It's, it's gotten to the point now where I am looking for harder things um, or more or more disgusting things. So I started with Dr. Pimple Popper and I watched Jay and there's another woman named Elisa Brown um, and she's she's really wonderful. But I've transitioned into fungal, toe fungal removal. Um, (laughs) Have you ever watched any of the earwax or not the the ingrown hair extraction? I have. We were watching some of those because an ingrown hair is really similar in the the way that it it basically is created inside of a zit. Yeah. Um, But sometimes they can get like really long and all coiled up with all kinds of other junk in there and um, lots of like multiple hairs included yeah. in one, and those are really satisfying when they finally get the hair out because it's terrifying. like, yeah, Jessica was having a hard time with it. <laughs> I mean, I've seen ones that are like six inches long. Yeah, because yes. they just keep pulling on this hair yep. like a, like like scarves out of a yeah. magician coat. <laughs> yes, yes. You're like, when? Do, wait, when does it end? When does it end? Yeah. Um, and then at the end of it, there's always this like like satisfying glob of something. Oh yeah, the um. There's one woman from Spain. Her name's Josefa. She can find like you're. You'll be looking at the skin. You're like, there's nothing there, <laughs> and she can find ingrown hairs. She's it, a treasure. She hunter. is a treasure hunter, and she can find <laughs> things, and she removes them with um the tips of needles. Yeah. Um, she's really. She hasn't been posting as much. It's quite. <laughs> it's disappointing. When I stopped shaving my legs a long time ago. 
and like when you shave that's like regular exfoliation so like as my hair was starting to come in and grow longer i was getting a lot of ingrown hairs on my leg yeah just like these little fine ones that weren't getting that irritated mm-hmm. yeah. but they were bumps and i could tell and so i was like kind of like scratching and digging them all out yeah. for a while it doesn't take that much to get some of them out. Yeah. It really doesn't. If you have tweezers, um, they have these new tweezers. Um, they're pretty long, but they have a a um, loop on the end. Um, so people are using those to extract pimples and pores, but um, a lot of the people use those. I have a pair. I should have brought them so we <laughs> could try it out. Um, but I know what you're talking about with the – because I get the little – from the ingrown hairs on my thighs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's partially from when, if I don't shave, but I do roller derby. And so yeah. I'm wearing these spandex that are rubbing on it constantly. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. They just kind of, the hairs will like, un- like if you're not actually pulling them out, if you're just kind of exfoliating around them or, or like scratching them like I do, they, <laughs> the hairs just kind of unfurl like little palm fronds or something. <laughs> they do. They do. Also Je- very satisfying. <laughs> Also, Jessica looks like she's going to barf this entire conversation. <laughs> should we we should put the garbage can I don't know why. Over. I'm not really going to barf. I don't know why. Pus freaks me out on a level that... Okay, uh, I would say hair is the thing that freaks me out for some reason. <laughs> like, I have, like, a pretty intense fear of drain hair. And, oh, I love that. Like, <laughs> I almost was a plumber so I could pull that I, shit out all the time. I don't know if it's because I have, like... <laughs> who knows why, like some sort of oral fixation and other people have informed me that this is weird. But like immediately when I see something gross, my first thought is like, oh no, what if that got into my mouth? <laughs> and so and I don't know why that is always my like immediate go-to subconscious thing. And if I believed in anything that Freud says, I'm sure there'd be a paper you could write about that. But yeah, so every time that people talk about stuff like that, I just imagine it goes in my mouth. Well, is it gross stuff, or do you do that with like spiders and things too? Oh yeah, well I have had a spider get in my mouth. Whoa! <laughs> I don't like spiders or snakes. I forgot that. Story. Oh, I like snakes. Mm-hmm. I don't mind snakes. You don't visualize snakes inside of your oh, mouth. Well, what happened? You just get salmonella. Ugh. I don't they're know. They're so like, slimy. They're not slimy. I can't. No, I had a snake growing up as a kid. I had a pet snake. They're not slimy. They're I had a snake smooth. go up my pants when I was Ugh. a child. Well, if they're in the wild, maybe they've gotten wet from, like, dew. But, like, in, like, normal snakes, they're not slimy at all. They're, like, cold and soft. And, like, I really like the texture of snakes. They're, like, beautiful to pet. I don't know. They're okay, cool feeling. Okay, so Jessica's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about what we've been watching on Instagram. Snakes yeah. are cool. Yeah. Jessica is the weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> not the one that sleeps at night or falls asleep every night. Um, so you were talking about toenail. Toenail, toenail yes. Okay, so I found this channel. There's two channels, actually. One is called Tobro. Um, and <laughs> That's it's funny. such a good name. And the guy has, like, the best bedside manner. Um, and there's also Dr. Nail Nipper. And with Dr. Nail Nipper, I actually put it on silent or on mute because her voice kind of bothers me. Um, <laughs> but she has subtitles, so that's great. So she primarily works – she is a podontrist. Podontrist? Podontist. Podiatrist? Or is that like foot bones and stuff? Uh, She's not a podiatrist. She's a foot – She's a foot doctor. Okay. (laughs) A toenail doctor. She's a toenail doctor. So she removes um, and clips 
toenails that are have fungal oh. um and, and a fungal infection. Yeah. And what is crazy about this is that the toenails or the nails can get super, super thick. Yeah, I've like, seen pictures. Yeah. And there when she's removing them, she'll she uses a nail nipper, um, which kind of looks like pliers. Yeah. Um, and so she will cut that off and then she will um use like a a little sander and like mm-hmm. sand them down. But people get really upset with her because she is not a um nail technician. Mm-hmm. So she's a she doesn't do pedicures. So people are like, why do you make them look so like make them look more beautiful? And she's like, that's not my job. My job is to make sure that people don't have ingrown toenails, yeah. that they don't have any any pain because a lot of her clients are diabetic who no longer have yeah. feeling in their feet. Yep. So they'll have diabetic wounds or the fungus will just go crazy. People who can't, there are a lot of elderly people who can't reach their toenails anymore. Aww. So their toenails can grow like probably three or four inches off their Whoa. toe. Whoa, um, that's so the toe, really uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And so people come in, or sometimes their toenails are all crooked. Um, People are coming in, and there's a lot of feedback on YouTube from people like, why did they, why do people let this happen? And it's just like, it's not by choice. They might not have anyone to take care of them, or they can't. If you're, if you have no feeling in your feet, you're not going to like look down and be like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, too, this, I mean, it's, this stuff isn't covered by insurance until it gets really bad. So a lot of elderly people who can't take care of their nails anymore, they'll be told by a doctor or somebody like, oh, you need to go get a pedicure every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. But pedicures can be really expensive. And a good person who does pedicure, I don't know, nail technicians, um, will not do anything with fungal nails yeah. yeah, because they can spread to other nails. Yeah. Like even Dr. Nail Nipper and the Tobro, they use different <laughs> tools for healthy nails versus yeah. um, the ones with fungal nails. And a lot of people are like, why don't you just cut the nail off? Just, um, they're like, even if we trimmed it all the way down, it's still going to grow back. The only way mm-hmm. to get rid of it completely is to remove the nail. Yeah. And that can be an issue for someone who doesn't have the resources yeah. or the support because you it's a open wound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I imagine too, like it really sucks that people are like commenting things like that because when you have something that is stigmatized about your body, sometimes people don't get help because they're too embarrassed. Oh, absolutely. And, and that totally happens. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm sure that there have been things like that in my own life where I'm like, no, we were just talking about last time. Like, no one's going to believe you. Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. you go in and, and they're like, it's not really that big of a deal. And then you've just shown someone your embarrassing thing and they don't even validate you. for Yeah. Or they or they tell you it's your fault. Yeah. 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 Or they tell you that in order to fix it, you should just lose weight or yeah. something. Yeah. There's lots of... Um, blaming, victim blaming. Yeah, yeah there's exactly. a lot of reasons that people don't get help for these things until yeah. it is like so bad that it's preventing them from doing other things in their lives. I think a crazy thing that I, another crazy thing with Dr. Nail Nipper um, is she was removing a callus from someone's toe. Mm-hmm. And when she was cutting it with a little, she has a little scalpel that she uses, she noticed that there was some blood. And then as she kept going deeper and deeper, she found like a diabetic wound in which that if they hadn't found it sooner or if they found it later, yeah, 
they could have required amputation. Yeah. Oh, and so man. for anybody who's not familiar with that, um, diabetics like frequently require amputations because you can get all kinds of wounds, both internal and external, that you you can't feel. And especially if you're elderly and you can't contort your body in, the, in a way to see like the bottom of your foot or the back of your heel or something, these things can go unnoticed for a really long time. And it's very easy for diabetics to get stuff like gangrene, which you can't fix. Like mm-hmm. once your skin dies in that way, the only way to save other parts of your body is to cut it off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've definitely seen that. And it, it, brings more awareness to viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great thing about all of these videos with Dr. Pimple Popper and Elisa Brown and Dr. Nail Nipper and Ta- Tobro is they're, they're really bringing awareness to people who don't, they've either been too embarrassed to go to the doctor themselves. So they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I have this. So now I know how to talk to the doctor about yeah. it. And they do a really great job of just like educating. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have questions, I think there are some, um, sometimes they'll get shut down because people will, will report them as like, you know, sexual content, which I'm like, okay. Yeah. So for There's instance, ASMR videos. Okay. Anything could be sexual. Yeah. <laughs> for instance, there was a gentleman who came in, uh, to Dr. Pimple Popper, who had um, on his ball sack these small little white bumps on there. And he was very embarrassed. He's a younger man in his 20s, very embarrassed, like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong? Well, it turns out it was a um, – it's just calcium deposits mm. that were caused by a trauma. So maybe he was wearing um, exercise clothing that was athletic clothing that was too tight or he might have gotten hit at some point and she's like it's very normal and he was a real champ like he showed them getting removed but so many people were just like oh my gosh what's wrong with him this is so gross because we don't talk about it Yeah, yeah and so now he brought awareness for something that she's like this is not uncommon yeah yeah that's good i like that yeah yeah Props to that dude for putting his ball sack on the internet. Oh, heck <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> it's just like, that's a good conversation starter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to make a note since you mentioned the the toenail nippers. Yeah. Um, that is that is something I've had personal difficulties with. That is a dangerous tool to have around. And if you are a picker, you might think twice before buying one because you can do a lot of damage and cause a lot of pain to yourself having those around. Did you do that? Um, I, I got one in a pedicure kit as a gift someone gave me a long time ago, and I didn't let myself take it out of the box for a good, like, five years. I feel. And I am very careful with the way that I use it. And I even, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, God, like, I'm in a mood this is not a night that I should be like using this tool. Yeah, it can. I pick at my toenails um, just with my fingers, and I know that if I were to have one a nail nipper, yeah. I would probably rip off all my toenails. Oh, or like for me, it's like the skin. <laughs> yeah, yes, and yes. Stuff. Oh no, sorry. That just reminded me that like this is really awful. But um, when I was younger and I was volunteering at a um, daycare for um, children and adults with uh, developmental disabilities, 
and there was a gal who had like a like developmental like cognitive issue issue where she couldn't really feel pain like it didn't oh, yeah. like really register so she would do things to herself all the time just sort of out of curiosity because like she even though she was I think like a teenager at the time like you know developmentally probably like three and like she at one point like didn't show up to daycare and it turned out she had pulled all of her fingernails off. Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, you know, sometimes if you want to feel pain. But she couldn't feel pain. That's the thing. It was just, she was just curious. Like, something probably happened to her fingernail, and she probably just, like, ripped it off. (laughs) And, like, then she started pulling all of her fingernails off. And so her parents were like, we had to take her to the doctor. And... But, I mean, she didn't know what she was doing and didn't realize she was causing herself so much pain. Oh, my God. Or, like, so, so I mean, much she, injury. she doesn't feel the pain, but, yeah. like, setting herself up for infection. Exactly. And, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. she could – You imagine what you might do out of curiosity to yourself mm-hmm. if you can't physically mm-hmm. feel pain. Oh, I'd fucking pop everything out of my Exactly. Head. Oh, yeah. Me, too. <laughs> like, Me, too. The cyst that's on the back of my ear right now, it's a little tender, but I'm just, like – I would have stabbed it. I would be going at everything with like a scalpel. Yeah. Just yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. One thing I want to point out is I have noticed that the more I watch these videos, the less I pick up my own skin. Oh. Um, And a lot of other people do that as well. Um, They they've they've said like this really satisfies me. I also think for me it's it's like a a it. It um, satisfies my sense of curiosity. Whereas, yeah. like, if you've got like a weird bump on your face and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I gotta get in there and get it out. Yeah. But like, watching enough of these videos, you become educated to the point where you're like, "I know what's in there." Yes. I know it's fine. I know it's going to grow like very slowly or go away on its own, mm-hmm. and it like removes that need to figure out what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. It I can be a, a a good thing for people. I think though we went over yesterday that like in. I, I don't I guess I've seen too many of those like YouTube videos where like you're watching something intensely and then it like just like a jump scare thing or like you know just like <laughs> this like creepy face comes out and I think like when I watch videos like that I'm afraid of something like that happening and like not knowing what the outcome is gonna be <laughs> you're afraid that somebody's like weird gross old blackhead is gonna <laughs> pop and come through the screen <laughs> yeah. and land in your mouth yes. <laughs> That's kind of it. Or it's just going to be like the ring or something. And like the ring girl is going to come get... out of their poor. Oh. <laughs> Some sort of horrible horror movie. Uh, I don't know if you know about the little bugs that live on our eyelashes. Oh, yeah. Do you know about those? Yes, I think so. Okay, yeah. for those who don't know, there are <laughs> tiny microscopic bugs. They're mites. They're mites. They live on our eyelashes and they feed off of our dead skin and they also um, relieve themselves on our skin. Um, so it's important that you do clean your skin every day, um, but that's part of why, you know, you get little crusties. Oh, that's like mite poop? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's- Beautiful. Like what we what, what what we consider sleep. Like oh, you have some sleep in your eyes. Oh. Yeah, the mite poop. Does mascara like fuck with them? Uh, I'm not sure, but you know, it's just always recommended to clean your uh, makeup off, makeup off, and clean your makeup brushes. Yeah. So if you're just basically smearing around mite poop on your face, if you're using, I, sorry, I immediately looked up pictures of this. It just kind of looks like crusties. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they're they're very microscopic. You're not going to, like, 
rub your eye and one will be like crawling on you but well there could be you just won't see it yeah so they could crawl in your mouth and we have them in our um eyebrows too yeah i think that's a that's a different species of mite that like lives in the hair follicle and i think those those are supposedly microscopic but um i feel like sometimes you pull out hairs and there's like extra stuff in there Mm -hmm. i kind of wonder if those are the mites I don't know. I've heard that, like, when you get random itches or things like that, sometimes it's, like, the mites, in, like, eating too much of your skin. Yeah. Mm. Now I'm itchy. I, I know. Me too. I'm so <laughs> itchy all the time. So, I don't I mean, everything makes you itch. That's, like, the one thing where if you go to the doctor and you're like, I'm itchy, they're like, seriously. That <laughs> nausea. No one gives a fuck about nausea. I yeah. am nauseous pretty frequently. I am yeah. the turtle from Rocco's Modern Life. Oh my god! Yes! <laughs> Philbert! <laughs> We're gonna call you Philbert. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other internet gems for us? Um, I would just really recommend looking at, um, if you go to Dr. Pimple Popper, she does a top 10 at the end of the year for soft pops which are like pimples or blackhead then there's the hard pops which is like lipomas or those cysts there's one of the best cyst removals i've ever seen um was one a gentleman had a it looked like a meatball on his arm and i have never seen so much skin being removed from someone's body and it just kept going and going and going, and it was amazing. Um, so she does that, and there's the uh, um, audiology channel, audiology Associates, and you can see um, the person removes earwax, but he also talks about it and why different earwax are different colors Mm. and why, um, like, they're really telling you do not put anything smaller than your elbow and your your ear because it is so satisfying. And I also wear earplugs (laughs) to sleep every night, and so I'm just sure that if you looked in my ear, it'd be impacted like crazy. I had a friend growing up who had to, like, get her earwax like melted or something yeah yeah they don't um for the earwax they typically use crocodile forceps so they're like forceps that look like a crocodile's mouth then they use this jopson tool and it's like has like a little hook so basically it looks like um the eye of a needle but larger Mm. i mean they do microsuction crazy don't yeah. they they put like hydrogen peroxide or something in there to loosen it up first um or? they use olive oil, olive oil. Mo- oh, okay. um this person's from the uk and he actually recommends not using hydrogen peroxide okay. um just because the um if you have an infection because oh, it kind of fizzes yeah and you can't really see what you're doing yeah. um so he actually a lot of times won't use the jopson um, hook because he can't see what's behind. He doesn't want to poke anything, so mm-hmm. he'll try to wiggle it out. Um, but he removed from two from this person's his their ears. It was 16 inches worth of earwax, <laughs> and it was a 16 minute video, and it was super satisfying. Can I ask a question? Inch? Like, yeah, why are these videos so long? Like that was my issue when I was watching them. Is that like I'm watching for the the pop or the <laughs> The, like, yeah. like when the big clump comes out and like why so, do I have to sit through 20 minutes I get I get when there's like educational content but like 
Some people l- enjoy the process that gets yeah. prepared, yeah. so they like watching it's like the foreplay. like play. <laughs> yeah, the like the like a din or it's like in the needle that numbs it. Lidocaine. 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 Yeah. I was like lidocaine. Yeah. Um, lidocaine. Um, so. I'm the same way with you. It's just like, just let's get to the pop off and fast forward. Like, to there's got to be a cut link to it where you're like, yeah. this is the good part. Or yeah. And then some people like to watch the sutures at the end for things that if it's a really large wound. Uh, sometimes on Dr. Pimple Popper, she will do a mic. She'll take a biopsy and then she will show you the slide afterwards of mm. like what it looks like. I yeah. feel like there's got to be some sort of like psychological research on why now all of a sudden everyone's so obsessed with like process videos in general though because I feel like there's that like like it's so common now to like find those videos that are like things being automated like you know like cutting cakes (gasps) or like Mm -hmm. you know making candy and like I will watch weird videos that I have no interest in like the content yeah but it's like a soothing thing to like watch this process like yeah. i've watched weird fucking shit like maybe because like, it's repetitive yeah like the other day i got on like barbie makeovers <laughs> like people like turning like old barbies into like these yes, Kim kardashian yes. style what? like yeah. makeovers and like redoing their hair all these colors and mm-hmm. shit and i was like i don't give a fuck about this i don't care about dolls i think barbies are kind of creepy and dumb but like just watching these videos these people doing like really meticulous things there's this like intrinsic like pleasure to that you know i was thinking i watched project runway and i don't really care about the drama that's happening and oftentimes i just want to see the end result but there is something satisfying about watching yeah, like, the, process. the process of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Same with like Ink Master. Yeah. And, yeah. And with those, um, I really like the videos of they'll have dolls like that are based on characters in movies. Yeah. And then they look nothing like the actor, but yeah. then they'll take them, remove all of their makeup, and uh-huh. then redo it so they look exactly like the actor. Yeah. Whoa. Or like with, there's that lady that redoes dolls so that they have natural looking faces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Bratz dolls. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's something weirdly fascinating about that kind of thing. Okay, should I talk a little bit about ingrown toenails? Mm-hmm. Do it. Um, so, yeah, I had an ingrown toenail when I was, like, eight or something, mm-hmm. when uh, and I had to get it surgically removed. You also had to get one removed. Yeah, because um, my I had, like, so many feet problems for, like, a year where I got really bad athlete's foot from swimming, and then also my mom dropped a hamper on my toe and it like cracked my toenail in half. And then, um, what kind of crazy super hamper was it? Yeah. It was like this weird, do you remember like in the eighties, those like, uh, wicker hampers mm-hmm. with like the plastic, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. corners. Yeah. So she was like carrying it. It was like totally full. And I think I like, was like, mom, mom. And like ran into her and she dropped the hamper on my oh, foot. Gosh. It was kind of my own doing, but, uh, <laughs> So it grew back all fucked up, and plus I had athlete's foot, like, while it was, like, growing back, and so it just got all freaking weird, and then, yeah, they had to, like, uh, cut my toenail off again so that it would grow normally, Mm -hmm. and it was the weirdest thing because, like, 
it was like surgery, but I couldn't feel any of it. They like completely numbed my like from the knee down. Did they use oh. the little um do they cauterize it to stop it from bleeding? I don't know because I couldn't see it. Oh, you'd be able to smell it because it's burning your skin. I don't remember. Yeah. So my, I had that one where he was like, and you can hear like the zapping. Oh. They cauterize the nail beds so yeah. it can't grow Maybe. back. Maybe. Yeah. But I've still had like mini ingrown toenails and I'm really, like I've that I've been able to get out myself. Yeah. I'm also really bad at cutting your toenails the way you're supposed to. Yeah, you're supposed I, to do the don't like doing them the straight across. Yeah, you're not they, supposed you get to. Sharp corners. Yeah, you're exactly. not supposed to anymore. Really? really? Yeah, you're supposed to do it in a curve. Oh, well, so I've been right all along. Yeah, yeah, I think it's better to do it in a curve. But uh, as per some of my research, a lot of people were saying you shouldn't do well, it in a curve. I follow meticulous mic. Ma- uh, she's manicures. <laughs> whatever her name is, and she was teaching about that. Okay. So I do it like a slight curve. I think if you do it in too yeah. much of a curve, yeah. then it's like a problem and it looks funny, but like a slight curve is probably fine. But yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to ingrown toenails because they are exactly what they sound like, but kind of like we were talking about before, you're like, they either happen because of like injury or a fungus mm-hmm. or when you have both at the same time. Like also, me. like some people's <laughs> nails are just like fucked up. Like yeah. my mm-hmm. nails are like my mom's nails, where they they're like very like they curl in on the ends, mm-hmm. and so like I have to keep really close track of them to make sure that I don't get ingrown nails. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture I think it's on the WebMD for ingrown toenails that just looks like a Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is like what my toenails. Yeah, those look are like. called ram's horns. Yeah, what? yeah. It's really intense. Cause they look is that because like... I'm an Aries? <laughs> that would be That's perfect. why my toenails are <laughs> like that. That would actually like be it. really cre- like, creepy. Uh, WebMD also said that you can get it uh, after your toenail's been stabbed. Ooh, so oh. I don't really know why they went there, but apparently it's happened long enough or enough times that so, they're they like, to. yeah, this is a way. And mostly it just gets red and swollen and can get infected. If you really don't take care of it, though, it can, like we were saying before, result in, like, amputation. Mm-hmm. And it usually happens in, to people with diabetes or people who have other conditions that uh, they can't feel their feet. Mm-hmm. And Any kind of nerve issues. Yeah, yeah, nerve issues. And you can get, like, sepsis from infections, too, Absolutely. if you, like, don't take care of it. And it could turn into a flesh-eating disorder. And basically what sepsis is is... That's what happens when your immune system kind of gives up. So if you go into sepsis, you either, like, have to be at the hospital indefinitely while they are, like, cleaning your blood for you, or you die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. Um, <laughs> well, since it's so common and normal, though, it's, like, usually just easily taken care of. But I was reading about, like, the removal process and did watch a couple videos yeah, so they take these those little these little clipper things like not like intense scissors and they like cut a quarter of your in of your nail and then they kind of just like remove It's the that. fucking nippers, dude. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Oof, it's creepy. But uh I also really like the phrase that I found they also remove any proud flesh, which I don't really know what that means. <laughs> But I am not getting out of here. It's your proud to be. It's your toe penis. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
they do that, and like sometimes there's like abscesses or things they have to drain. Ugh. If there was an infection, yeah. yeah. Uh, mostly people want to get rid of it for like cosmetic appearances. Um, well, they can be painful. But sometimes they're painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine was painful. Yeah, mine really sucked. Yeah, it was awful, and I, it was like really red and like just inflamed. <laughs> Gross. Um, but they, if you're doing it at home, they say that you can like sometimes just if it's, I'm guessing if it's like not very bad, like you could just soak your foot and it should just sort of like redirect itself. Um, some articles suggested using apple cider vinegar for huh. a soak. Which, what about Epsom salt? Yes. Yeah. But apple cider vinegar, I feel like is a magic potion that can just fix anything. <laughs> and they also say you can put like dental floss, like uh, you can get in there oh. to put dental floss underneath. The ingrown part, and then like kind of like shove cotton in there. Yeah, cotton, or you can use um toothpicks. Yeah, what? to get it to sort of like redirect and grow in the right direction. I think this is like before it's like super duper deep. Yeah. So uh, you leave those things in there? Yeah, I think so. Like overnight. Yeah. A toothpick? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, I think I would hurt myself. That's metal, man. Yeah, they also sell, like, <laughs> little contraptions that you hook into your toenail, and it will pull it up. Oh. Um, they look super painful. They look like a torture device. Oh, that's intense. Wow. I'd be like, I'd rather just get it. I just what rather a way, have my toe fall out. What a way to be a cyborg. Oh. Yeah. I also Googled celebrities that have had uh, ingrown toenails. And, um, but I only found two that, like, from my quick internet search, one was Mark Wahlberg, which, uh, <laughs> apparently oh, he Marky went Mark. on, um, Ellen and showed his, like, post-surgery foot. But I also recently heard that he, uh, is a racist. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, he used to, like, beat people up, mm-hmm. um, He almost Boston. killed someone. Yeah. Whoa. Um, yeah. like, for being black, yeah. so fuck Mark Wahlberg and his burgers are mediocre. So and I, I have been ingrown to toenails for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Wahlburger. It's not that great. It's not that great. I didn't know he was a racist at the time. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have given him my money. Yeah, yeah. He still got his re- recording contract after that. Yeah, and it's really weird too that he like went into rap music. He's... If he's like, I hate black people. Yeah, well, he's just like taking it it's cultural appropriation yeah i guess it. so it's, the <laughs> it's like white people can do it better yeah i guess god he sucks he's the worst um but and his the... brother is married to a crazy person oh i don't know donnie Wahlberg's oh, married yeah. to jenny mccarthy oh yeah oh. fuck jenny mccarthy yeah <laughs> like... i was like donnie what are you doing man yeah um i met her though um what? i have a signed candy's shoes hat <laughs> Is it like uh, a bucket hat? No, oh, it's just man, a baseball man. cap. But I went to, I was really into meeting celebrities when I was little for some reason. And um, I used to go every year to the, like, Nordstrom's in Seattle would have, like, uh, the Candies Girl. Oh. Um, and, like, they would, whoever was, like, the Candies spokesperson would, like, sign your Candies shoes. Mm-hmm. And um, Jenny McCarthy was one for one year. And then um, another year was Brandy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. She got it with Christina. <laughs> I don't think... They, or Britney Spears. Did they ever do? Oh, well, maybe they didn't... Maybe she didn't come to Seattle, because <laughs> those are the only two that I, that I remember going to. Um, but on a similar note of awesome early 2000s um, singer... Girl, I was going to say songwriters. They did not write their own songs. Um, <laughs> Jessica Simpson apparently had tweeted a picture of her in Grotonio. Yeah, girl. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah. So that was cool of her. And that's kind of all that I have. I did remember a gross thing that I had with my toenails. You have to be careful if you're taking biotin supplements because I, I used to have super, uh, like, flaky nails. Mm-hmm. Like, the top layer would – or the top – layers would flake off and then I'd just be left with like a really weak thin nail um which was bad like especially when I was playing guitar it seemed like sometimes that would chip away and then there was like nothing left um and I used to um bite my nails when I was little so I've like always like had weak nails for a long time so I started taking biotin supplements and they were awesome they made my nails super strong and they made my hair look better and, you know, when something works, you, like, do more of it because you're an idiot. So <laughs> I was taking like hair. I started, like, <laughs> jinx. I started doubling up on biotin supplements. Um, and I had these, like, super strong nails. And I was, like, so stoked about it. And then I, um, I stopped wearing nail polish. I just decided, like, this shit is not for me. Like, I, I do it because I feel like I have to. And then I don't take care of it. And I have nails that look nice for like one day and then I have nails that look like shit for like three weeks until I force myself to do it over again. Yes, yes. And um, most nail polish also like does not allow your nails to breathe. And so like that is what was making my nails flaky. So when I stopped using nail polish, my nails got even stronger (laughs) and I was like, well shit, like I don't have to take these supplements anymore. This is like way overkill. Um, cause I, my nails were like so crazy thick that I was having trouble cutting them and Whoa. it was like, almost, it was like backfiring on me. Katie had super nails. I did. <laughs> I totally did have super nails. And so I stopped cold turkey on the biotin supplements and what happened was that from that point on the new nail growing out wasn't strong enough to push out the old super nail. Whoa! So I had, like, my big toenail... My big toenails were the only ones affected. So what basically happened is my toenails stopped growing for, like, a year, and then all of a sudden, this, like, lump of growth that had been under my skin, like, finally worked its way out <laughs> and was able to, like, push... Like, to my, my toenail had to grow for, like, a year <gasps> to push out the old, like, Hulk nail. That oh, my in. God! Yeah. I wish I saw a picture of this. I probably have a picture somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it would be really easy to recreate if you wanted to start taking biotin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we should probably post a picture of our creepy nails, like, side by side, because <laughs> I also, when I was running just did terrible things to my feet and I was in your living room sitting like cross-legged or something and no I was sitting on my feet like like with my feet under my butt and then I got up and um I had a very like I had bruised underneath my nail and so I knew it was already like it was holding on by a thread and as I got up it like latched on the carpet or something (laughs) and just came off oh my god like it just was like oh there's my whole toenail stuck in katie's carpet all kinds of crazy shit happens to your toenails when you're a runner though yeah also don't do long distance running because it's just terrible for your feet and i destroyed my body (laughs) well if i ever when my nails start falling apart at derby i'll take a picture yeah yeah it's gonna happen
and take see. some biotin. I'll take some biotin. I but not like too much. We and need to, then taper off of it. <laughs> we need to get a ballerina on our show at some oh, point because yeah. I want to hear all about those fucked up toes. Oh, they're gross. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's our show. Yeah. Don't forget to pop your zits. And air out your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. But seriously. <laughs>